Hi, everybody. I'm Gloria Moraga, political woman. Strike! It's happened. A union representing 150,000 auto workers launched a strike early Friday morning, that's today, against the big three U.S. automakers. General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis. And I'm reading this and I'm thinking, who the hell is Stellantis? Ugh, whatever. The United Auto Workers, or UAW, and car manufacturers failed to reach a contract agreement before a deadline set by the union for Thursday at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. So it's midnight right now in California, so strikes three hours old. Less than two hours before the deadline, UAW President Sean Fain announced the plants where union members would strike if a tentative agreement wasn't reached on time. So the plants are a GM plant in Missouri, a Solanas plant in Toledo, Ohio, and Ford's Wayne, Michigan plant. The union is doing what is called a stand-up strike, where not all union members strike at once. Whoosh. So, some auto workers are on strike. And I'm reading various articles, and some are saying this could hurt the economy, this could lead to layoffs. My parents were union workers. I remember my mom and dad always getting dressed up on union meeting nights. Um, So they were very involved in the union. And I consider myself a union member in good standing. So I support unions. And I think that um, business owners are making a ton of money right now. I think that, I mean, what do I know? But I think that um, inflation, food prices, it's because people are so greedy. So there you go. Now that... I put at the top of my podcast, but now I will go to the podcast I had written before the strike occurred. I wrote, here's a wrap of what's going on today, Thursday, September 14th. Well, it's now Friday. So I'm going to give you a wrap of what has happened this last week or so. President Joe Biden said this on Thursday. We're now on track having the strongest economy in the world for decades to come. Prior administration promised to rebuild our nation's infrastructure. Remember Infrastructure Week? Every week in that Infrastructure Month? Well, guess what? It never came. Great real estate builder, former president, he didn't build a damn thing. The president was delivering remarks on the economy at Prince George's Community College in Maryland. And he was great. But you hear from our friends on the other side, the MAGA Republicans, what's wrong with America? Everything's wrong with America. They keep telling us America's failing. Well, they're wrong. They're failing. America's not failing. America's winning. And there's one reason for it. You, all you people, get up every single morning and go out to try to do the right thing. You, the American people, you're the one with a grit and determination, not me or your elected officials. You. Whatever we've set our mind to as a country, we've always accomplished. We've never failed. Not a joke. Think about it. Name me one objective America's set 
that they haven't been able to accomplish if we work together. Name one. When I listened to him, I got choked up. I just love America so much, and I love the way he talks about America. I know he's not the best speaker in the world. I know this, but he speaks to my heart. So Biden was talking about the economy and really touting um, the things he has done and his administration has done to uh, help the economy, lowest jobless rate in years, unemployment really low. We still have a problem with inflation, but our inflation rate's better than any other industrialized country's inflation rate in the world. But you would think that that would be a big story. Well, no, my friends, no. The big story of the day, if you were watching the network news shows, is not about the economy at all. It was about President Biden's son being indicted on gun charges by a special prosecutor who's been investigating him for quite a while. And you know, if you were following along, you know that there was a plea deal that fell apart at the last minute. And now this is devolved into this. I am the first person to say we need gun safety laws in this country. But here is what Hunter Biden allegedly did that caused him to be indicted. Prosecutors allege that Hunter checked a box on a federal form. So he checked a box. Remember that? What's in the box? He checked a box. He checked a box on a federal form. The box was swearing that he did not use or was not addicted to drugs when he purchased a Colt Cobra Special at a Delaware gun shop in 2018. So yeah, three three federal charges. Checking the box, so lying on a federal form, and then also possession of a firearm while on drugs, which is the other charge. And he deceived the company selling him the gun by making false statements. Now, we all know President Biden's son was a drug addict, was having the worst time when President Biden was Vice President Biden. I don't know if any of you have relatives who are drug addicts. I will raise my hand and say, yes, I I do. I have. It's hell on earth. I mean, I'm sure it's one thing when you're addicted to drugs yourself, but when you watch someone you love and care about just disintegrate because of drug addiction, it's, it's difficult. And, uh, you know, my thought whenever I read this, like what he did, like also the tax, he didn't pay taxes. We don't know what's going to happen yet on the taxes is, um, Wow. Checking a box, not paying your taxes, lying about your taxes when you're 
on drugs. It's like the least of your worries, you know, really. It's like you're worried that your loved one's going to wind up dead. You're worried they're going to be murdered. This is how horrible this drug problem is in this country. My sister lives in a wonderful little neighborhood, and they're very close to a guy who lives a couple houses down. His son was addicted to drugs and was murdered. He was murdered while going to purchase drugs. He was murdered by a minor. The person who killed my sister's neighbor's son was under 18 years of age. So they've had this whole big thing, having a trial, but he's a juvenile. What are we going to, you know, and then, and now since then he's turned, he's now over 18, but he committed the crime when he was a juvenile. So there was this whole thing about, well, the law it says that, I mean, I guess you, you, you do, they do charge people who commit crimes as, as, as juveniles. They charge them as adults, but I don't know if, if this fit that description anyway. It's just been trauma for this family after going through the trauma of watching their son deteriorate and become a drug addict. So, yeah, I, I come from this, uh, you know, as a family member of someone who was an addict, is an addict. And uh, I see things a little differently because this is a problem that we have in this country. It's not like Joe Biden's the only one going through this who's had, you know, their son or daughter do bad things when they're on drugs. And then it comes back to hurt you as well. So that was a big story today. So what do you think? What do you think, all y'all, is more important? One man who did stupid things when he was on drugs or jobs in America. Now we already, I started this with the strike. So jobs in America, people getting back to work is a big deal after the pandemic. And the CHIPS Act, we're bringing high tech jobs back to this country. The infrastructure bill, people are just starting to get to work to fix our roads and our drinking water. I mean, we have dirty drinking water in this country. I, I love the infrastructure bill. Manufacturing jobs are coming back. So what's more important? The drug addict, I don't mean to make light of it, or beating Russia and the dictator who runs Russia in the economics game, beating China and the dictator who runs China in the economics game. I, I vote for the latter. I vote for jobs. So I put together a soundbite uh, clips from Biden and he kind of went dark, Brandon, and it was beautiful talking about America, that it's not about him. And it isn't. It's not about him. It's about America. It's about us. Well, it's about my kids, my grandkids, my loved ones, and their future. Who do I want to be in charge of their future? So yeah, let's segue just briefly and I'm going to talk about this a lot in the coming months. Let's talk about Biden's age. He's old. Yes, he is. I was lucky enough to have my dad around me when he was 
old. I mean, he actually was quite the same as he was when he was young. He was um, stubborn, opinionated, did whatever he wanted. I would say, Dad, please don't do that. Don't, um, you know, worry about putting garbage at the curb on Big Garbage Day. And he would do it anyway. Um, please, Dad, don't clean up. The gardener's going to do that. No, nope, he'd fix all the sprinklers anyway. But he was as sharp as a tack, just like Joe Biden. He was sharp, my dad, and Joe Biden is sharp. He's old. Yeah, he trips over sandbags. Yeah, he slips and falls. But he, he is just still got it. And yes, he has a speech issue. I'm somebody who earned my living talking. And he overcame, he stuttered as a child, and he worked hard to overcome that stutter. So he has a communications handicap, and the bullies of the world will not let him forget it. Yeah, he's old, but he gets us. He gets this country. He's old, but so is Trump. And if that is going to be our two choices, there is no freaking contest. Vote Joe Biden. Vote for America. Vote for democracy. Vote for somebody who knows how to run the damn country, who knows how to work with other countries. Yeah, I choose the public servant who's given his life to serving in the government. I choose Biden over a greedy criminal who's lied and cheated his entire life. He's our best hope. He's our best hope for defeating the dictator, the Project 25 dude who wants to be a dictator. So I promise you it's going to get old, but I'm going to talk about age. Because uh, I, as you know, if you follow me at all, I don't believe in polls. And I listened to Keith Overman, and Keith Overman was talking about the last poll and how it was skewed. They're skewed, my friends. I worked in TV. I know. I want a poll that will say this. I've heard that. Did I fight about it? Did I get angry? Yeah, I did. Did it matter? No. We need to talk about his age because people get old. That doesn't mean they're done. Speaking of Trump, <laughs> here are some updates on his criminal cases. You know, I love the podcasts where I just talk about one thing, but there's so much going on and I haven't posted in a while, so let's do Trump. Here are some updates on his criminal cases and the other legal entanglements he's involved in, and I'm going to talk about my favorites. My favorite one to start with, the E. Jean Carroll case. Now, what happened was when we were busy with horrible things that were happening in our beautiful Hawaii we had some movement here on the E. Jean Carroll case. So let's go down the list, beginning with E. Jean Carroll. So originally, there were two E. Jean Carroll defamation lawsuits against Trump filed by E. Jean Carroll. For some reason, I don't know why, the judge split them up. So there was a one that we had the hearing for, and then there was a second one. Well, she won the first suit, right? So then on September 6th, just a week ago or so, a federal judge ruled that Donald Trump is liable 
in the second suit. So the judge ruled he is liable for defamatory comments he made in 2019 about writer E. Jean Carroll. Judge Lewis Kaplan ruled on Wednesday, September 6th, I'm quoting, that Carroll's second civil defamation trial against Donald Trump will be limited to determining damages. So there is going to be a trial, but they're going to pick a jury, and then they're just going to decide how much money E. Jean Carroll is going to get from Trump. On Wednesday, September 6th, 25-page decision in the second defamation case. Judge Kaplan argued that the May verdict, the one, you know, where we have the trial, established that Mr. Trump made statements about the assault on E. Jean Carroll with, quote, actual malice. So there was a decision on the second Eugene Carroll case. So Kaplan says when the trial starts on January 15th, 2024, it will just be to pick a jury and decide damages. Not guilt. He's guilty. Just damages. And of course, the orange fat man is appealing. And I, I shouldn't call people fat because I'm gaining quite a lot of weight. And I, I don't know, something happened, like a switch turned on. Oh, maybe it's because I eat too much. All right, the Atlanta case. Something happened on this one, too, on Thursday. A judge ruled on Thursday, September 14th, that Donald Trump and 16 other co-defendants in the Georgia election interference case will be tried separately from lawyers Kenneth Chesborough and Sidney Powell. The judge in that case ruled. Now, why? Because Chesborough and Powell, the Kraken, want speedy trial. And it's required by Georgia law. If you request a speedy trial, you get a speedy trial. So their trial is going to start in October. Now, Fonnie Willis, the DA, argued that she wanted all the trial, everybody, to be tried beginning in, in October. And the judge says, oh, no. <laughs> no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. He had mentioned that in the last hearing. He, he said, I don't know. This is going to work. And then he also said today, or yesterday, that additional severances may follow so other people may be cut out so it might not be Trump and the others together. And we're sure, I mean, legal experts are that I've read and listened to, that some people will cop pleas. They, you know, they're going to make plea deals. They're going to try to get out of this um, and get uh, lighter sentences. So the judge says everything else is going on as as we're going. We're heading down to... Begin the trial for the Cheeseboro Man and the Powell Man. As uh, someone says, cheese and uh, the Kraken. Cheese and crackers. <laughs> All right. Here was a surprise. Florida judge Eileen Cannon surprised everybody this week. A federal judge Wednesday ruled to restrict 
former President Donald Trump's access to classified documents in the case against him in Florida, affirming recommendations by special counsel Jack Smith. Yeah, the federal judge is Judge Eileen Cannon, a Trump-nominated judge. She's in charge of the classified documents case. Now, she has slow-walked a lot of these decisions. But, you know, Trump had said, oh, he's just too busy. He just cannot go to a secure location and look at evidence. He wants to just do it at in the bathroom at Mar-a-Lago or, you know, wherever. He wants to do it, get a skiff installed again at his residence because he still thinks he's president or he thinks he's a dictator already. And she, Cannon said, no, mm -mm. no, no. Documents are not leaving secure location. And she emphasized in her ruling that a violation of these orders may also be a violation of the law. Warning, warning, warning. Trump, in the D.C. case, D.C., D.C., Trump's lawyers asked D.C. Judge Tanya Chetkin to recuse herself, to remove herself from the D.C. case. And, you know, it's funny when you ask judges to do that, it's up to the judge to decide whether or not you are going to recuse yourself. Uh, now, here's um, what happened. Prosecutors say veteran D.C. Judge Tanya Chutkin's statements in sentencing two capital attack defendants do not show she has prejudged Trump. So Chutkin had two people in her courtroom and she slammed Trump or she said something that Trump said, you know, shows she's against him. Um, prosecutors argued um, yesterday, Thursday, that no, she shouldn't recuse herself. So that's an update on the man who basically always sucks all the oxygen out of America every day. Finally, I don't know if this is finally, I might have a couple more things, but finally, I posted a video on TikTok and YouTube uh, this last week of Congresswoman Bobard, a MAGA right winger, getting kicked out of a theater in Denver, Colorado. Now, she's the woman. She's just a despicable woman. She's the woman who, when um, gun rights, gun control advocates, people who lost loved ones by gun violence, people whose children were gunned down at school, were on the Hill lobbying for gun safety. And... They handed her a pin or they handed her, you know, information. And she walked right over to the garbage and threw it in the garbage can. I mean, she could have said, no, thank you. Or no, I can't take that. Or no, I'm sorry. You know, something, anything. But no, she took it and then she trashed it right in front of them, right in front of cameras. So she is a despicable, worthless piece of slime. Well, so she was at the theater, and there's video of her. She was vaping pot, apparently, because it was quite pungent. 
And now uh, there are reports that she was engaged in a sexual activity with her date. She was taking shooting videos of the play, which is a no-no. She was taking selfies with her flash. There was a pregnant woman sitting behind her. And the woman said, she asked her very politely, please stop smoking. I'm pregnant. You kind of see this video of the woman kind of pointing to her belly, which, you know, looks about like mine does right now. And she just ignored her, tossed her head, kept on vaping. Now, her office denies she was vaping. But there's, since she denied that, a reporter went and looked at all the tape, and there's a clear as crystal (laughs) video of her sucking on the vape pipe and blowing the smoke up in the air, and the woman pregnant behind her, you know, grabbing, holding her belly. Yeah, because they care so much about babies. Unbelievable. Well, she kept vaping. She kept talking. She kept laughing. Management came up. Everyone was complaining about her because they couldn't hear the show. And uh, they asked her to leave. She wouldn't leave. And you see, this is going on and on. The managers are there trying to... And finally, they had to tell her, we're going to call the cops if you don't get up and leave. And then she finally did. Well, she denies she vaped. But it's on camera. The other, uh, just to mention, and I'm going to maybe post, it depends on what's going on with um, my responsibilities as a grandmother tomorrow. I'm going to post the Tupperville story, this scumbag senator. One person holding up military appointments. It's a military appointment debacle. And it's harming our military. I'm just so sick of these people. He's harming our military. He's disrupting lives. I mean, do we care about the our people who defend this country? I I say I vote. I mean, I want to call my congressman and say it's Diane Feinstein. She's not not feeling that well. I want to. I want my senators to start voting on these military appointments one by one. Oh, it would take too long. Well, tough shit. Just start doing it. Get these military appointments done. They have a thing called. Um, yeah, I can't think of the word right now, but you know, where you just everybody agrees. Well, he he's blocking this. This Tuberville guy, who's a real. You know, he was a coach. He was a football coach. So what? I mean. I love football, but so what? He's not a coach anymore. He's a senator, and now he's screwing things up for our military, and I don't like it. So I'm going to have more on that, how much harm he's doing. While we've got Russia and North Korea meeting to swap arms who, who really want Trump to win so they can walk all over Trump like he's an old dirty rug, and the other story that's happening right now that I'm going to try to cram in into a podcast tomorrow, and I hate doing a lot of items in one podcast. I like to just concentrate on one item and focus on the story, but there's too much going on. Congress comes back after a month off, and they're fighting. Republicans are fighting with Republicans. The, you know, the crazy arm of the Republicans, they want to impeach Joe Biden. Oh, did I even mention that? 
Yeah, McCarthy announced on Tuesday or whenever they came back, we're going to start the impeachment inquiry. Well, first of all, you can't have an impeachment without having a vote on the floor. Well, he doesn't have the votes on the floor. And the Senate's just, it's laughable. And the Senate, the Senate's like, no. The Senate would have to hold a trial. Now, all of this stems from impeaching Biden on the Hunter Biden when he, when Biden was vice president, Hunter Biden had a business, he was on drugs, and he was talking about the Biden name, and they were saying that Biden was, I don't know, taking money from Hunter Biden's business with Ukraine. I, you know, here's the thing. People have testified, and I have crawled over. It took me a long time to read the report of Hunter Biden's former business partner. And they interviewed him behind closed doors. And then later they released the, um, it wasn't audio, it was a document of his testimony. I read it. I read it three or four times. There's nothing there. Joe Biden would be walking through the room and Hunter Biden would say, Dad, say hi. And he'd say hi. But oh no, no, no. All these people, all these Republicans are saying, oh, there's real smoking gun here. Biden took money. Da, 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 da. Uh-uh. There was something there. I would tell you that there was something there. I would say, oh my, this is sad. This is not good. There's something there. So the MAGAs wanted uh, McCarthy, the speaker, to investigate Biden. So he's doing it, but they're not happy. They're still not happy. They want more things. And here's what they want. Bottom line. They want to shut down the government. Why? Because they've been off for a month and because they'll get paid no matter what, because they don't care if the economy tanks that then they'll start talking about the economy, the economy tanks. They want us not to pass a budget. They don't care if old women and old men don't get their social security checks or if people have to be laid off. I lived through a budget shutdown when I worked at Sac State, you know, state budget. Yeah, you don't get paid. <laughs> I had, uh, I worked, I put my money into the credit union. So the credit union was giving us like money to pay our mortgages. It was funny because my mortgage payment <laughs> went to the credit union. So they were letting me money to pay them. I just, it's, it's, but it's stressful. It's stressful. But the Congress is going to get paid. So they don't give a damn about the rest of us. Here, here's what's not happening. To this week, the House was supposed to take up military spending bills. They, they haven't done it. This week, the House was supposed to authorize some emergency funding for FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, because that money is gone. 
because we've had so many emergencies because of Hawaii and other problems. They haven't done it. They haven't done anything this week. I'm going to, I have to do a video on this. I have my list of videos I need to do for TikTok. I haven't done it. I've been cleaning house because I watched one episode of Hoarders. I don't know if you've ever seen Hoarders. <laughs> and I freak out. It's like, oh my God, I need to throw away things. I need to not be a hoarder. And I went through my cabinets, my kitchen cabinets, and I had so many plastic bags shoved into baskets. You know, plastic bags that when you get a delivery, they put stuff in plastic bags. I don't know why I was keeping them, I guess, to clean the kitty litter box. All right, I digress. I'm just saying, Republicans are back, and they haven't done anything except fight. Remember, remember the Republicans when they were running? Oh, and we're in charge. We're going to handle, uh, yeah, all this stuff. We're going we're gonna to fix everything. We're going we're gonna to find out why there's uh, inflation. They haven't done anything on inflation. They haven't, there's, they're, I don't see them doing anything except investigating Hunter Biden and now impeaching Joe Biden with nothing. And all the MAGA people who watch and listen to Fox News, because Fox News is on the air lying about this stuff every day, and it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Because now, FBI agents are being attacked. They're going after federal prosecutors because, because they didn't indict Hunter Biden. So these people are being threatened by these psychos that watch Fox News. They're dangerous. I get them on my feeds when I post a video that praises Biden or when I post. They just have all this evidence that Joe Biden's committed all these crimes. And, and I said, did you read the report? Did you read the report from his former partner? There's nothing there. I'm Gloria Moraga. I'm a political woman. Sorry I've gotten off tangent so much. I do love you all. I do love you for listening to me. Yeah, she was vaping in front of a pregnant woman. What is wrong with these people? Oh, and she was falling out of her dress. Now, I've fallen out of dresses in my time. Believe me. You can ask. You can ask the people I went to the correspondence dinner with. I had a low-cut dress on and I a little bit of my boobie fell out of my dress and uh yeah but i wasn't a congress member and i was not drunk and i don't smoke and i would never vape so i was just having fun dancing <sighs> and nobody saw except for one or two people mark curtis <laughs> david chase my two co-workers <laughs> i'm not proud of it I love you. Political woman, please subscribe. Find me on TikTok. Find me on YouTube and subscribe. I need subscribers desperately. Please be safe. Please vote. And vote blue.